Hello everyone, this is Keisha Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes to equip by equipping people to manage and embrace change. And I am excited because I'm starting a additional um, episode or additional segment on my regular Mindset to Mastery podcast, which is entitled Released and Ready. And in my work, I work with organizations and people to focus on engagement, learning, and leadership in ways that they can become better and ways that they can um, create the success that they see and they envision. And in my work, I talk a lot about how we need to embrace the whole person and how we need to address issues with the whole person. And so I decided that I would do a released and ready segment um, once a week that would address the personal issues that we need to overcome and speak specifically to how you're thinking and your mindset and the ways that you are behaving and doing and being are pivotal in your search for success and for fulfillment and for happiness. So in this episode of Released and Ready, I'm going to talk about embracing the stillness and what that looks like. Because if you picture it, more often than not, there are so many things and more things than you care to actually think about that are pulling you from every direction, your family, finances, professional obligations, personal relationships, your physical uh, body and, and how you need to take care of yourself, your mental um, your mental f fatigue or the way that your mind is operating or not operating. And you have so many decisions that you have to make and so many steps that you need to take. But because of forces beyond your control sometimes, you just can't seem to make a move or honestly, you don't want to because you're just tired. I found myself at this crossing point, this crossroads where I had all of this things that I needed to do, all of these, you know, courses I needed to outline and trainings I needed to develop and speaking engagements and panels I needed to serve on and so many things that I need to make, you know, decisions I needed to make health-wise. And I just got to a point where I said, you know, I can't do it. I can't deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And I took a couch day. <laughs> um, you know, I, I laid on the couch, I had snacks, I watched, you know, binge watch Disney movies on Disney Plus. And I found that there are times when my body forces me to shut down that I used to think of as, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've wasted, quote unquote, so much time. But really, I've come to realize that when I get to a turning point, when I get to a crossroads, when I get to a point where I'm starting to feel overwhelmed by life and by so many things coming at me all at once, that those are the times when I need to be still. And I know that you're saying, Keisha, this is counterproductive because if I have so many things to do, I can't afford to be still. I can't afford to take time off. I can't afford to back off. I can't afford to not move. But really, those are the times when you need to not move. Those are the times when you need to embrace the stillness. 
When you are tired of moving constantly, when you're tired of thinking nonstop, when you are tired of having to figure out what's next over and over and over again, and it seems like as soon as you have dealt with one crisis or one set of decisions, there is something else that is pulling you and causing you to have to do more because it never stops. But if you're constantly looking at the next and you're constantly motioning and moving toward what's the future, and if you're constantly thinking about what you have to deal with and what you have to do, what happens in the now? What are you missing and overlooking in the now because you're so focused on what's next? If you've been listening to my podcast or you've been hearing me speak, you have heard me over and over again say that change is a process that begins with an event. And so often we focus so much on the events that we miss the process. And so now we are at this, at this crossroads where it seems like we are being forced into change. We are being forced to shift our thinking. We are being forced into doing something different. We are being forced to adopt new ways of thinking and being and doing, and we are being forced to adapt, but we're still not embracing the stillness. We're still not taking a moment to breathe and to exhale and to say, you know what, before I move into what's next, I need to be in the now. A large part of that process happens in the stillness of doing nothing. Because if you think about it, if you're sick or if you are, um, if you have a migraine or if you are at a stop sign, or if you are prohibited from doing something because you have to wait on someone else or because you don't really know what to do, that doesn't change anything. If you are physically unable to go out and do something, you're not gonna die. You're not gonna, you know, explode. You're not gonna implode. Everything is not gonna, you know, go to hell in a handbasket because you took five minutes to be still. Even though the world paints this picture that you have to constantly be doing something and you constantly have to do now, something now. I mean, think about the advertisements that we're constantly bombarded with. Take action now, call now, you know, click and buy now. If you don't, if you don't do this, you're missing out. How many of times do we roll over as soon as we open our eyes and we reach for our cell phones because we're worried about what we missed out on? How many times do we accept an invitation to go out or to do something or to be a part of a committee or to lead something, even when we really don't feel up to it because we feel like we're going to miss out on something if we don't do it. But this whole push and this pressure of constantly being in motion, of constantly having to focus on the events and to deal with the events that are pulling at us and that are shoved in our faces makes us miss what's happening in the now. It makes us miss what happens in the process of the stillness. And I'm going to talk about some things that happens in the stillness that we really don't realize that we're missing, but that we really need. In the stillness, you can rest. And I mean that literally, you can rest. Our bodies are not meant to be going constantly 24-7. In this whole, 
you know, craze of doing more in less time, rest has become overrated. It's become, you know, work looked down upon in this get it done now and team no sleep, <laughs> um, you know, culture. But rest is essential for healing, for replenishing, for rejuvenation. Rest is essential for enjoyment of our lives. Rest is essential for our bodies to take the time to do the work that's necessary in order to repair our wounds, in order to continue to strengthen us. We have to rest, not only our bodies, but our minds. We have to put our phones down sometimes. We have to disconnect sometimes. We have to go out and, and be still not have the music on, not have anyone talking to us. Just go and, and take a walk in nature and listen to the birds or be by yourself or sit next to water and feel the rhythms and, and, and the, the peace that washes over us. In that stillness of rest, we can exhale and we can become calm and we can understand that we have a handle on things that may feel as if it's pulling us in so many different directions and, and we feel like we're being buffeted to and fro. In the stillness, you can connect, not just with others in your family, your kids, friends that you really don't have time to spend time with or to speak to or to really listen to, but we can connect with ourselves. When we're in constant motion, we lose, we lose touch with how to listen. Not here, because we hear all the time, but to really listen, to really make a connection. The more around us that we feel that there's noise, all that noise around us drowns out our inner voice. We forget what we sound like. We forget what we want. We forget what we don't want. We miss who we're becoming. In this season that I was in where I was so focused on my goals of I have to speak more, I have to get more engagements, I have to get more contracts, I have to reach more clients, I have to build up more in my bank account. When I was going through this whole, you know, hamster wheel of constantly wanting and feeling like I had to do more, I lost touch with who I was. I lost touch with the process of growing and understanding that I was changing in ways that I'd wanted to change, and sometimes in ways that I hadn't wanted to change, but that I was missing out on this process of who I was becoming little by little because I lost touch with who I was. I stopped listening to my body. I stopped listening to my mind when it was telling me, you know, this isn't right. I stopped listening to that inner voice that was telling me you need to slow down. I stopped listening to my spirit when it was saying we need to be reconnected and rejuvenated. And so when I ended up flat on my back in a hospital bed and I had no choice because I couldn't move, I was faced with having to listen to and pay attention to all of those aspects of my body and of my mind and of my spirit that had been giving me warning signs over and over again, but that I had ignored because I felt like I had to do something now and I had to plan for what's next and I had to be ready for what's next and I had to constantly move and constantly go. When we are constantly doing that, when we are in constant motion, we miss the connection. We missed 
the silence. We miss the stillness. We miss the opportunity that happens when we're growing, when we're not doing anything. And, and one thing that people have a misconception of is they think that sometimes when you are doing nothing, that you're being lazy. And a lot of times making a decision to do nothing and to be still so that you can really connect with yourself and what's in within you and what you're thinking and what you're feeling, that is the hardest amount of work that you're going to do. That is the thing that keeps you grounded. That is the thing that a lot of us run from. That's why we're constantly trying to be plugged in and we're constantly trying to do things because we don't want to pay attention to what happens in the stillness. So in the stillness, you can rest. In the stillness, you can connect. And in the stillness, we can reflect. We can look at our past and our present to identify the lessons that we've learned and the things that we've missed out in the process of doing. Reflection is a necessary part of the process of growth. It is a necessary part of the process of change. It is necessary because it allows us to see things from a different perspective. When you're away from the emotion, when you're out of the heat of the moment, when you are able to calm down, when you don't feel the pressure. Reflection is when you can have that kind of out-of-body experience and look back over what you just did, not to criticize yourself, not to put yourself down, not to beat yourself up, not to say, oh my God, I can't believe I did that and figure out all the reasons why you're horrible, but reflecting from a point of growth, from examining what you did that was awesome and how you pulled something new out of yourself that you didn't know that you were able to do, how you handled that on the fly, how you established that there is a new way that you can approach things, all of the ways in which you have built up new strengths and you are now more resilient and how you are more passionate and how you show up fully and wholly and authentically in the moment that you wouldn't have recognized if you had just brushed past it to move on to what's next. So in the stillness of reflection, we can identify the ways that we've grown. We can identify the ways that we've become better. We can identify the ways in which we still need to become better. We can identify this new inkling of a gift or a talent or an ability that we may not have known or noticed before. We can, we can reflect and identify the triggers that cause us to spiral into things that we still need to heal from and things that we need to, to really examine. In reflection, we're able to take an honest look at what we did and more importantly, what is it that made us do the things that we did in the way that we did it. In the reflection, we can see things from a different perspective away from the emotions, away from the pressure. There are so many times when I have had speaking engagements or I have been, I've had interviews or even in doing this podcast, I would never listen to myself. I would never go back and listen to old episodes. I would never watch recordings of my television appearances. I would never watch video of my speaking because all I focused on was the things I didn't like 
oh, your voice sounds weird. You're, do you really talk with your hands like that? Do you really blink your eyes like that? What is up with that expression on my face? Oh my gosh, my feet are turned inward. I'm pigeon-toed. I mean, there are so many things that I focused on with the negative, so I never even listened to any of my podcasts. I never listened to any of my interviews. I never watched any of my videos because I didn't want to reflect on all of the nerves and the nervousness and the things that I was sure that I was doing wrong in the moment. But it wasn't until I started sitting back and thinking about what I did and how I did it and more importantly, why I did it. What was the reason behind this? What was I thinking at the time? What was I feeling at the time? What did I know or not know at the time that caused me to do what I did, say what I did, believe what I did, acted in the way that I did? I had to go back and reflect, not just on me, but on the situation and on the moment and see what is it that led up to it? What is it that happened as a result? And what is it that happened after? Because we learn not just in the moment, but we learn so much from reflecting on what has happened. And in the stillness, you can allow yourself the time to reflect. You can, rely, you can allow yourself that time to learn and to love on yourself and to basically comfort yourself and to say, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Or, shoo, this was worse than I thought it was, but look at how I came out of it. Look at what I learned from it. Having that opportunity to reflect is imperative, not just for you personally, but it's imperative for you and your teams professionally. Whenever you have an event, people get, you know, there's all this flurry of activity leading up to an event. And then once the event is over, we drop that and we move ahead to the next thing. We don't reflect on what went well, on what didn't go well on how we handle things, on what we want to be done, what we want to do better, what we never want to do again. What do we need to learn? What are the gaps that we need to bridge? So reflection is a huge, huge step that many of us bypass because we don't know how to do it. We've never tried it. And in our experience, reflection has only led to feelings of condemnation, feelings of less than, feelings of, I didn't do it right, or a self-congratulating pat on the back and yes, let's continue to move forward. But if you are not aware of mistakes, if you are not reflecting on the process of what happened in the past, then you are doomed to repeat it in the future. And yes, some of the things that you repeat naturally can be great, but if you don't understand the whys behind it, And if you don't understand what you need to improve as a result, then you're never going to get better. And this whole process of growth and learning and development that change is bringing about is one that you're going to miss. And in the stillness, we can craft a response to what's next, not react. Reactions come from relying on instinct. And a lot of times instinct comes from our fight or our flight responses or our our fight or flight reactions that are embedded in us because it was meant to protect us. But if we are engaging with every experience 
or every situation from a fight or flight response, a fight or fight reaction in terms of us saying, we're emotional right now, we're fearful right now, we need to protect ourselves right now. And so as a result, we don't take the time to become informed. We don't take a step back to breathe. We decide that in order for us to survive, this is what I have to do. So in a lot of times we wanna move and do because we're fearful. And what happens if we took some time to step back? What happens if we take some time to be informed and educated so that we can make a decision and respond effectively instead of reacting emotionally? Emotions are temporary. Informed decisions are what's necessary. And a lot of times when we don't take the time to embrace the stillness, when we don't take five seconds or five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes to say, whoa, wait a minute, let me back off. Let me make a decision. Let me get some more information. If we don't do that, then sometimes the, the reactions lead to disastrous consequences. So with all of this, we have to realize that we have to embrace the stillness. We have to get comfortable with the silence. We have to be aware of and be willing to say, I need to make time to be still. I need to make time to reflect. That means you might practice meditation, practice mindfulness, being aware, metacognition of thinking about what you're thinking about, having an awareness and being present in the moment and thinking about what you're thinking and feeling and doing and the reasons why. All of this is coming together into this perfect storm that is leading you to say what you're saying and do what you're doing and think what you're thinking and to be how you're being. Don't run from it. Don't try to hide from it. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to gloss over it. Because when you are forced into stillness, then you don't know what to do. So take the opportunity to embrace it. Stillness builds strength. It promotes understanding. It prepares you for what's next and positions you to take better care of yourself so that you can be better for others. And something simple is just start with 15 minutes a day where you're going to practice still being still. I used to start with 15 minutes in the morning before I started my day. I'd open my eyes when my alarm went off and instead of me reaching for my phone or immediately jumping up so that I can get started, I would get quiet and I would lie there for 15 minutes and not think about all of the things that I had to do today because that puts you in this mindset of feeling rushed, but instead breathe and take an assessment of where am I right now? What am I feeling about today? Is there anything that is worrying me? How am I going to address that? But taking some time to give myself some positive affirmations and tell myself that I could do it and make sure that I was going to take care of myself during the day so that I could practice that reflection time and that breathing time and to connect with myself and to calm myself. So I would start 15 minutes before I got up, before I started my day. Then I would work in 15 minutes around lunch. Then I worked in 15 minutes right before dinner. Then I worked in 15 minutes before I went to sleep. And so I was taking time out for myself 15 minutes a day, four times a day. That's only an hour out of your, time, out of your day 
only an hour out of 24 hours that you're not sleeping for you to be still and connect and reflect. Learn to stop and be still before pivotal decisions. When you're emotional, when you're feeling overwhelmed, stop, take a breath, exhale, and reset. Just taking that moment to exhale before you're reacting is enough to flip that switch so that you can think differently. You already have the power within you. If you're thinking to myself, I can never do any of this stuff because there's just so much pulling at me and there's so much to be done and there's so many distractions, get a meditation app. If you're not able to do it on your own, set the timer and start out with five minutes if you can't do 15 or two minutes if you can't do a whole five, but start somewhere because you have the power within you to control what happens within you. And by controlling what happens within you, you are able then to move forward in having an impact on what happens around you. We are only as good as we are in any given moment. And you can only be good in the next moment if you understand how you fell short in this moment. We can't always control everything that happens around us or to us, but we can control the things that go on within us. Embracing the stillness and moving and, and making room and space and time to be still is what is going to help us to weather any storm. It's going to help us to be able to survive any chaos or upheaval. It is going to position us to be stronger so that we can face whatever is coming our way. In this day and age, there are so many obstacles, so many changes, so many things that are coming at us that we're fearful of. And a lot of times we become fearful of things that we don't know. We become fearful of things we don't understand. We become fearful of things when we don't have enough information. We become fearful of things when we don't feel confident in what we're being told. We become fearful in feeling as if we are being buffeted about and we don't have any control over what's happening. And so I want you to start shifting your mindset a bit. I want you to look at things and, and as opportunities to learn and to grow and to become better. I want you to start practicing embracing the stillness and to create opportunities for stillness within your own life. Doing the 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes four times a day as I outlined is one thing that you can try. Making sure that you are taking out time for rest and to connect and to reflect and to craft a response instead of reacting is another way. Taking a moment to breathe before pivotal decisions is still another. And I'm sure that there are tons more that you can find, but I want you to start with just those little things. But above all else, I want you to believe in yourself and understand that you already have the power and so much potential within you. Just imagine if you learned how to effectively tap into it and to mindfully release it. What impact could you make? How could your life be so much better? So I started 
I made a decision that I was going to have the released and ready day of my Mindset to Mastery podcast and add a special segment just for this because I realized that in showing up wholly and authentically and, and, and trying to get you to shift your mindset so that you can master your success, I needed you to understand the personal journey, the personal part of this, and not just the professional. So we're going to do this twice a week. Mindset to Mastery is still going to air on its regular times, and Released and Ready is going to be an additional day. It's Sundays on, my, on Mile High Radio and Mondays at 12 noon on my website at carsgroup.com. Mindset to Mastery, you will still be able to hear Wednesdays on my website at carsgroup.com and Thursdays on, my, on milehighradio.com. Wherever you find this, whatever steps that you are going to be taking in your life, I want you to learn how to embrace the stillness. I want you to be open to understanding that there is power and potential within you. I want you to recognize that you are far more than you give yourself credit for. And I want you to make an informed decision that you are going to do whatever you can to begin to change your mindset so that you can master your success. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this has been helpful. You can follow me on all of the social media platforms as well as visit my website at carsgroup.com K-A-R-S-group.com to let me know how this has been impactful and how this has been helpful. Until next time, you have the power to make it a great one. Bye-bye.